When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon and Tony starting today. You're not the only dude hosting from your home. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Pretty nice not to wear pants, right? It's it's good, right? You don't have to wear I pants. I forgot. I got like fully <clears throat> dressed and there's no need. Right, no. Because you can take the camera shot from the waist up and then nobody knows what's going on. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Let me apologize for my sore throat which you will hear the entire show. In today's episode, Donovan Mitchell scuffles with Dylan Brooks. Carol Lawson says Duke got hosed. And Charles Barkley will join us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the bombshell reporting that Kyrie Irving has requested a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. The Athletic quotes league sources saying that if Irving is not traded before next Thursday's deadline, he will leave the Nets after this season as a free agent. Well, Bon, it's been a few months since Kyrie Irving's been in the news, what do you think of this? <laughs> Tony, you knew it was coming. Because he, he just can't help himself. He cannot just go play basketball and shut up and go about that business even at $40 million or whatever he's making right now. So, Tony, because they didn't sign him to a long-term contract, he thinks he's got a lot of leverage. He doesn't. There's a handful of teams that may want Kyrie Irving. You know, the, the, the Lakers, the Mavericks, maybe even... The Suns behind me, among them, a handful of teams. But, Tony, he's toxic. We've seen this. He can't help himself. For the last six weeks, Kyrie Irving has been one of the three best, three to five best players in the league. He's been his unstoppable best. No one debates his greatness with a basketball. You often call him a wizard, and you know I'm not going to disagree with you about with the ball. But in a locker room, in a setting where you have to just go and do your work and be about a team for a whole season or two seasons or three seasons. Why would anybody trade assets for this dude when you can't count on him for one season? It seems like you'd be stupid, but you know somebody's going to do it. Yeah, he's the worst teammate of all time, and I want to stress that, of all time, because you cannot count on him to go to work. We have seen this for years. Last year, he didn't go. He didn't take a coronavirus shot. He knew the consequences and he didn't play any of the home games. Year after year, he does something in Boston. He said, oh, I'll, I'll be here forever if you'll have me. And then an hour later, he said, I, I don't want to be here and I'm, I'm going to leave. You cannot count on him. Everybody knows this about him. And he sabotages his team and the people who pay his salary time after time after time. Why didn't the Nets trade him at the end of last year? Well, because of exactly what you're saying. He's averaging 27 points a game this year. He gets out on the court and he glitters like gold. And it takes a while to understand that it's fool's gold. But ask the Boston Celtics if it's fool's gold, because they will tell you, yeah, he just left us in the lurch. I assume that LeBron James believes in his heart and soul that he can control Kyrie Irving. And I assume that LeBron James looks at Anthony Davis and says, if I have Anthony Davis and if I have Kyrie Irving, we can win a title. 
And so I assume that he will reach out to him in some way. My curiosity is about this, Mike. Kevin Durant has staunchly defended Kyrie Irving for years. How do you think he feels now? Undercut. Well, let me say this about, about LeBron, Tony. And you're making a you, – you, you're stating something that throughout the league people believe. And you know the Lakers have to pick up the phone. They're going to – there's going to be some discussion. I, I, I got to get something back. Russell Westbrook, really, you're going to try to pair Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant again? But, Tony, LeBron got tired of Kyrie once. He won a championship with him. Kyrie was impossible. You're playing with the greatest player of the generation, and you can't get along with him? And and LeBron was like, enough. It made his head explode to have to deal with this dude. So I don't – LeBron wants to win again. And and maybe LeBron will just close his eyes and say, God help me, but I'll try it. I'll do what I can. I think but you so. know the deal, so. Tone. I mean, this guy's impossible. I understand, but I think LeBron James feels I can make this happen. We move now to last night's dust-up yeah. between <clears throat> excuse me, Donovan Mitchell of Cleveland and Dylan Brooks of the fading Memphis Grizzlies, who lost last night. They've now lost seven of eight. Brooks can clearly be seen flinging his arm directly into Mitchell's man zone. A fight ensued, and both players were tossed. Mitchell thinks there should be an additional penalty for Brooks. Wilbon, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got to be suspended, um, period. So that, to me, that's, that's a short part of this, an important part, if you're Donovan Mitchell or anybody else who runs into that. So, yes. But, Tony, there's a bigger thing here with the Memphis Grizzlies. You can go back to this whole elbow, swinging the elbow thing. The Memphis Grizzlies are – they have become compelling. And, I'm, you know, they're a small market team with a primary star in John Morant and then other satellite stars, including Dylan Brooks. And when they're on, and they had not been on lately, they've lost seven of eight, and they should have lost eight in a row, they're, they're must-see TV. You want to see them. Small market team, though they are. But they have the biggest chips, boulders on each shoulder. They think everybody hates them. They talk more trash than anybody else They revel in it. They don't seem to have the veteran leadership that you need in the playoffs to go in the locker room and say, hey, let's simmer down. We got greatness in here, but to get it out of us, we got to find where that edge is and not cross that line. Memphis doesn't know how to do that. And last night's another example of that. So it's interesting to me that after the game, John Morant said that the league hates them. Now, why would the league hate them? Yeah, They're an up-and-coming team with a television star in John Moran to the issue of whether this, there should be a suspension. I would say that Dylan Brooks, <clears throat> sorry again, I would say that Dylan Brooks at this point is sort of like Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals. And every time Tom Wilson crosses the line, he gets a longer suspension than anybody else for the same thing because he's done it so often. This reminds us of what Steve Kerr said about Dylan Brooks last year when he said he broke the code when he hit Gary Payton the yes. second on a layup, clubbed yes. him, and he got injured and, and lost some time in the playoffs as a result of that. So you get somebody like this who's a recidivist, and it's called Welcome to Draymond Greenland, and that's where I think Dylan Brooks is right now. He's, he has not earned the benefit well, one of quick the doubt. Point. We move. Go ahead, quickly. Well, wait, wait, hold on, Tony. One quick point about this, about the, about the league and hating Memphis. You are part of the issue here. Because so many times on television, what do people say? Oh, the league. What's a better story for the league? New York, L.A., you know, some big market glamour city. 
and they and they oh, talk no. down Memphis and the Grizzlies. No, and no, so no. I hear John no. Morant. I don't believe the league hates them, but I see where John would get that. No, John Morant is a star. No, 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 no. Yes. John Morant is a star. People want to see him. Okay. He does things other people don't do. Let's go now to an angry Carol Lawson, the coach at Duke. Lawson believes that the first half of Sunday's game at Florida State was played with a men's basketball, not a woman's basketball, which is smaller and lighter. Duke lost that game. Lawson said, quote, this would never happen in a men's game. It's embarrassing for our sport, unquote. This morning, the ACC said it had found no evidence that a men's basketball was used. Well, on what, if anything, should be done about the result of that game? Let me declare my bias, first of all. Both of us, you and I have known Carol Lawson because she grew up in D.C. That's right. She was a little girl. We have, we have, we, we have and her family. And I, I have been something of a big brother to Carol Lawson for a long, long time. I have predisposed, knowing her as I have, to believe her. I don't believe the ACC. I believe Carol Lawson. Carol Lawson has been ex- assistant coach for the Boston Celtics. She has coached and broadcast men's games and women's games and coached both She knows the difference between a basketball, the basketball used in each league and each circumstance. So I believe her. Do I believe they're going to change the result of the game? No. Are they going to appeal? No, they're not. And I don't even know if I believe they should. But this is just wrong. And Kara's bigger beef here, I know, is about the way women's basketball is treated. Everything from, from, from commercial flights to the basketball that is put in play. So I'm not about to side with the ACC. Not about to. I don't know what happened here, Um, but Duke's shooting percentage with the men's basketball, if that happened, was worse than Florida State's, and with the women's basketball in the second half was worse than Florida State's. They were significantly worse in each half, so I don't know what that proves. I I will say that most players can feel the difference in a basketball. I I mean, golfers know the difference in golf balls. People, football players know the difference in the college ball and the pro ball. They know these things. If it's incumbent upon the players to go to the coaching staff and say the following sentence, I think we're using the wrong ball. And then it's incumbent upon Carol Lawson and her staff to go to the referees and say, check the ball. I don't think anything is going to happen here. And I don't know what the truth of it is. But it's, you know, you got to use the ball they expect you to use. It's unfair to the players. Let's take a break. Yeah. Coming up, we will ask Charles Barkley for his reaction to Kyrie Irving's trade request. We're also going to ask him for some tips for Tom Brady to succeed as a TV analyst. Yeah, Tone, I, the bigger problem is women's basketball and how it is treated in the main. That's the big issue here. Not a ball, not a game. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Let's get back into the NBA with our great friend and our first guest ever, TNT NBA analyst, the slender Charles Barkley. His jacket is now 12 sizes too great because he looks so good. I look, you cannot start today with anything other than this. Kyrie Irving, your reaction to Kyrie Irving demanding a trade from Brooklyn? Kind of shocked. Uh, because they, he put them under in a really bad situation. Because, you know, the trade deadline is next Thursday. And I don't – you can't trade him. You can't give up anything to get him because you don't know if he's going to sign an extension. And I think he put it to Nets in a really awkward situation. I would love to be a fly on the wall when he goes back in the locker room. I mean, because, you know, this is a, a really bad situation for the NBA, to be honest with you, because – Man, this is this is not good for us to be honest with you. Charles, he was playing great. I mean, he was playing great. He kept him afloat with KD out, and now he wants to be. How can you? How can a coach, a locker room management? How can you? As great as he is, is there any way you can count on him for a whole season, one season? I would not count on him. You got to go by his track record. Uh, going back to Cleveland, going to Boston, what he's done in the last couple of years, I would be very hesitant to give him a long-term contract. I don't trust this guy at all. He don't seem like he's a good teammate. And as an organization, I don't see why you would have faith in him. All right. We'll, there's, there's other stuff to discuss. So we'll get off Kyrie for a second and talk about last week's topic, which Tony and I loved. You told SiriusXM that you couldn't wait to see the owners put their you-know-what and players' rear ends over load management. Steph Curry, of course, has said, in his case, he knows that teams are generating load management schedules a lot of times. And when you hear that, what do you think of Steph's comments? And do you think this is more generated, more often generated by players or teams? Mike, playing basketball three or four days a week for $34 to $50 million, I don't think is a lot to ask. These guys have the best (laughs) doctors in the world. They have the best shoes in the world. They don't fly commercial. They play, like I say, just play 35 minutes instead of 40 minutes. It's not fair to the fans. And listen, I wish they would just quit lying about load management. All they're trying to do is extend their careers where they can make another $34 to $50 million. Just say that. I'm trying to extend my career. Don't say, hey, I think uh, Bill Russell, Kareem, Magic Bird, Michael Jordan, I think they did pretty good playing 82 games a year in cheap sneakers. (laughs) Playing in those Chuck Taylors, as we remember. Let's go to something last night. Dylan Brooks fouling Donovan Mitchell. Donovan throwing the ball at him, which made Tony and me think about you once throwing a ball at Shaq 
And we wonder if that popped into your head immediately and what your memories were of that incident of you hurling one at the big fella. Well, the first thing, that was a really cheap shot by Dylan Brooks. You can't do that, and he should get suspended for that. He's got to get suspended. So my theory was Shaq had pushed me, and we're NBA players. We're not, it ain't like we're a heavyweight box going to go at it for like three to five minutes. I says, I just got to get <laughs> close to him, and they're going to break it up quickly. Because uh, I was saying to myself, there's 18,000 people seeing him push me, and I got to defend my manhood and my honor. So the first thing I was saying to myself, get close to him, and they're going to break it up quickly. That's all I was thinking. Uh, we will get you that out of here great. on this. We know that you're friendly with Tom Brady, and that's good. Wilbon tells me all the time about your relationship with Brady. He retired the other day. One, are you surprised by the decision? And two, do you have any advice for him as he goes into a new career as a television analyst, which you do better than anybody? Well, thank you first. Um, I think Tom Brady has had arguably the greatest career in sports history. You know, Tony, when you have when every game is a game seven and you still win, like if you're Michael or Wayne Gretzky or Tiger, where you have four days to be the best. That's a different animal. I think he's arguably the greatest athlete ever, in my and in my personal opinion. But you know what? It ends for everybody. And he's actually got a soft landing. He's going to go into television and talk about some he loved, just like myself. And listen, we never want it to end. It's the great, playing professional sports, any sport, is the greatest job in the world. But the second thing, if you can get a job about something that you're going to do anyway, I'm going to watch basketball whether they're paying me or not. He's probably going to watch football whether they're paying him or not. To get paid to do it, it's kind of like stealing. Stealing. It's what Wilbon and I do five days a week. Thank you, Chuck, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Good guys, for having now. me. Come on back. You can catch TNT's coverage of NBA All-Star Weekend on February 17th through the 19th. We'll take one last break, but still to come, how serious is Luca's injury? And Phil Mickelson, speaking of the desert, has a tough start to what he's wanted to be his bounce back season. Charles has a milestone you, birthday did, coming up, Tony. I'm not going to say which one, but he's got one coming soon. It's got to be 60. Um, Wilbon, did you hear what he said about... 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 25th birthday, Tyler Huntley. Huntley was undrafted out of Utah three years ago. Is the second string quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. After Lamar Jackson got hurt, Huntley stepped in and started four games. The Ravens went two and two in those games. Huntley had two passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, three interceptions. Not much. But this week, Huntley was named to the AFC Pro Bowl squad. Patrick Mahomes can't play. He's in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow isn't playing. Josh Allen says he's injured, but he's playing golf at Pebble Beach. Tua, Justin Herbert, Lamar, all injured. Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr are there, but apparently no other AFC starter was good enough or interested enough to play. So it's Huntley. Happy birthday. That's good for him that he's so excited. You can see the smile on his face. Happy for him. I'm not going to see him or watch it, but I'm happy for him. Yeah. Happy anniversary, XFL. On this day 22 years ago, the XFL premiered nationally on NBC. The league drew higher than expected ratings its first week, but then followed a steady decline in viewers and the league lasted only one season. And all we remember is he hate me. The XFL restarted in 2020, but shut down due to the pandemic. The Rock... Dwayne Johnson has purchased the XFL, and the league will open its season February 18th, right here on this fine family of networks. There are teams in Washington, St. Louis, Seattle, Las Vegas, Orlando, Houston, San Antonio, and Arlington, Texas. The AF failed, but the USFL and the XFL, they keep trying. Yeah, there was He Hate Me, which is the just the glory of that experience. But how about people running out and diving for the opening ball? Think that relates to player safety? You think some league is going to continue to try that, XFL or not? I don't think so. Happy trails, Luka Doncic. The Mavericks' great star left last night's game against New Orleans in the third quarter with a right heel contusion that left him limping after a dunk attempt was blocked by Brandon Ingram. Doncic had 31 points in the 23 minutes he played, and when he left, Dallas was ahead by 27. Remarkably, the Pelicans had a chance to tie in the waning six seconds. Ingram batted a Dallas inbounds pass to teammate Larry Nance Jr., but officials ruled that Ingram had stepped out of bounds when defending the pass. After the game, the officials admitted Ingram was not out of bounds. This was New Orleans' 10th straight loss. A tough week or so for NBA officials, not just NFL officials, officials everywhere. Luka Doncic is getting hurt a lot, Tony, a lot. It's a problem when it just becomes one injury after another after another, and neither one of us thinks that getting Kyrie Irving for Luka is the answer for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, my goodness. Be careful what you ask for. One omission, Notre Dame offensive coordinator Tommy Reese has accepted the same position at Alabama, and we roll into the big finish if we could. The NFL Network says the Niners will interview Steve Wilkes for the defensive coordinator role on Monday. Is that a good fit? Not as good a fit as being a head coach somewhere, no. Phil Mickelson missed the cut at the Saudi International. Wow, your thoughts? He's 52 years old. I mean, I just don't think he's going to be competitive 
on a tour with younger people you anymore. I don't. Iowa's Caitlin Clark at 42 in a win over number eight, Maryland. Are you impressed? She's way up on the short list, Tony, for players of the year. She's, I mean, she's talking about glittering. Wow. NHL All-Star Skills Night tonight. You love these skills things. Are you excited? Yes, I am. I watched. I really liked the passing competition last night uh, in the Pro Bowl stuff. Last one, number one, Purdue at number 21, Indiana tomorrow. Who you got? I got Purdue going deep into March. I got Indiana at home at Assembly Hall. I, come on now. That's a real rivalry right there. I was out of the shot. My flag fell down. We're out of time. Trying to do better the next time. I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. And now, by the way, Mike Woodson wearing suits again. Looking great, Mike Woodson in Indiana. Yeah. Sports Center.